Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So today, inshallah ta'ala, we are talking about the name of Allah, Al-Afu. Al-Afu uh, is on the fa'ul pattern, it's a hyperbolized pattern, and it means the pardoner, the effacer, as in the one who erases uh, sins, pardon sins, and the excessive giver, the one who gives abundantly as well. Uh, coming from the root verb, afa ya'fu, Afwan and Afa'an, which means to forgive, to erase, but it also can mean to give extra, as is mentioned in Surah Baqarah, ayah number 219. Now, this name of Allah, Al-Afu, shows up five times in the Qur'an, four times next to Al-Ghafur, Al-Afu Al-Ghafur, uh, or Afu Al-Ghafur, which, you know, you might ask the question, okay, the one who is Afu is pardoning, Ghafur is the all-forgiving, what's the difference between the two? Well, scholars have a number of interpretations, and Allah knows best. One of them is that afu means to erase a sin like it never happened, whereas ghafur is to cover a sin, so it's still in your record, but it's sealed away and covered. So on Judgment Day, you'll see some, some. it's like you know the difference between, you know if you're looking at your book of deeds, and you see some things have been just completely erased and they're gone, and other things have like have those lines, <laughs> the, the, they've been uh, edited out by lines over top of them. Wallahu ta'ala adam, this is one way of looking at it. Uh, afu, Another interpretation is that afu is when Allah Ta'ala overlooks your mistakes by no merit of your own whatsoever. In other words, you did nothing other than make the mistake, but yet Allah Ta'ala still forgives because he is al-afu. He just, he just gets rid of that evil deed. Whereas ghafur is when you're forgiven because of your repentance or because of your good deed. So you actually did something for it. And Allah knows best. That's another possibility. A third possibility is afu is when your sin is erased either through a punishment, some sort of difficulty, or it could also possibly be not. But anyway, it could be the case that, let's say, for example, you went through some sort of hard, hardship. You know, I don't know, you, you got sick, and then it was a means of expiation. And that is afu. And then ghafur implies that the sin was covered and no punishment was inflicted. This is another possibility. And Allah knows best. These are different ways of interpreting it, and Allah knows best. And so, yes, as we mentioned, this is a name of Allah, al-afu, that occurs five times, four of which next to al-ghafur, and only one time next to the name of Allah, Qadir, or Al-Qadir, Afu, and Qadir. Qadir meaning the all-powerful. Why would Allah Ta'ala emphasize that He is pardoning and that He is powerful? Why would these two concepts come together? Well, it reminds me of a quote that I've quoted before in different lectures of mine, but I'll quote it again because I think it's a powerful quote. It says, you can't call yourself peaceful until you're capable of violence. If you're not capable of violence, you're not peaceful, you're harmless. There's a difference. So, I think that's very true. I think it's very powerful. Some people say, oh, I'm such a peaceful person, even though they are weak and they're incapable of doing any damage. It's like, buddy, you're not really peaceful. Peaceful is when someone is doing some sort of wrong, injustice, oppression to you, but you have the power to grab that person and inflict some sort of damage on that person, but then you say, look, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to show you a better way. That is a peaceful person because he had the power to do some sort of something, you know, let's say vengeance, but he chose to show the person mercy and to show a better way. That's being a peaceful person. Being weak and cowardly and walking away from a fight because you can't fight and then saying, oh, it's because I'm peaceful. That's just not true. You're just harmless. And so, anyway, all to say that Allah Ta'ala forgives. Why? Because he can't punish? No, he absolutely can punish. He is afu and qadir. He's capable of punishing. And so that makes the fact that he is al-afu, the fact that he is pardoning, this makes it real. This makes it uh, something that is beautiful and something amazing. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala is fully capable of punishing and yet He still forgives, SubhanAllah. This is why we want to make the dua, especially on the night of Laylatul Qadr. As Aisha Ranha, she said, O Messenger of Allah, what is your view? If I know which is the night of Laylatul Qadr, what dua should I make? 
What should I say in this Laylatul Qadr, in this night of power, the best night of the year to make dua? What, should, what dua should I make? And the fam- famously, the Prophet told Aisha, uh, he said, What? Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afu fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, indeed you are al afu, or you, you are afuun, you are the pardoner. Tuhibbul uh, afu. And you love, oh Allah, you love to pardon. Fa'fu anni. So pardon me. Beautiful, beautiful dua. We should say it over and over again, inshallah ta'ala, especially during the nights of Ramadan, every night of Ramadan, to make sure that we're guaranteed to catch it, inshallah ta'ala. Now, we should keep in mind that Allah ta'ala is so merciful that if Allah ta'ala were to take us to account for every single one of our sins and were to punish us and were to send plagues and you know uh, all sorts of disasters in order to account for all of our bad deeds, there would be no more life left on earth. As Allah Ta'ala says, And if Allah were to impose blame upon the people for their wrongdoing, He would not have left upon the earth any creature. In other words, if we were to get what we deserve, planet earth, we are corrupt enough as human beings that we would be Wiped out by now. This goes to show just how pardoning Allah SWT is, how He is al-afu. Furthermore, when we make repentance, we shouldn't just repent and then not try to follow up with some sort of good deeds. We should say, we should have the fear of Allah and we should always try to exceed in good as well as repent. Because Allah Ta'ala says what? In takunu salihin fa'innahu kana If you should be righteous, in other words, if you are striving and constantly trying to be a better person, trying to do righteous deeds, then indeed He is ever for the oft-returning people, for the people of Tawbah, for the people who are awabin, he is ghafura, he is forgiving. So in other words, Allah is saying, yes, I will be forgiving to those who repent, if those who repent are also the people who are trying to be salihin, trying to be righteous, so long as you are working towards righteousness. So never become complacent, never just say, oh, Allah is ghafur rahim, Allah is al-afu, uh, al-ghaffar, Allah is forgiving, forgiving, and merciful, and pardoning, and so forth. Therefore, I don't have to be a righteous person. Yes, you should Fear Allah Ta'ala, you should have hope and fear, and your sincere repentance should be followed with goodness, inshallah Ta'ala. That's what makes it real, that's what makes it sincere, and inshallah this is going to um, open the gates of Allah's mercy, inshallah Ta'ala. Now, how we, should we apply the knowledge of this name? Now that we understand that Allah Ta'ala is Al-Afu, how should we apply this in our own lives? Well, the most obvious is that knowing that we are in need of Allah's pardon, therefore we should offer our pardon to others when people do wrong towards us. As Allah says, فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَصْفَحْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala tells us what? So pardon them and overlook their mistakes. Indeed, Allah loves those who do excellent, those who are muhsinin, uh, those who are people of excellence. So subhanAllah, this is a command from Allah Ta'ala, this is a recommendation, this is encouragement from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to do what? To have a little bit of afwa uh, for others as well. فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ that pardon them, overlook, just forget about it, erase whatever wrong people do towards you, let it go. As Allah says, وَجَزَاءُ سَيْئَةٍ سَيْئَةٌ مِثْلُهَا فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ And the retribution of an evil act is another evil one like it, right? If you do wrong to me, I can do wrong back. You hurt me, I can hurt you. However, but whoever pardons and makes reconciliation. But if you take the even higher road, yes, of course it is your right. If you hurt me, then it's my right to hurt you as well. But if I take the higher road of letting it go, pardoning, and doing islah, and reconciling between the two parties, then, then Allah Ta'ala says what? 
uh, sorry, excuse me, then Allah says, فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then that person's reward is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, that person is going to be rewarded generously from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and indeed Allah does not love those who transgress. So yes, this is something uh, very encouraging for us to offer forgiveness. This is the way the muttaqeen are described, the people of taqwa, the people of righteousness, they're described as الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ وَالْعَافِينَ that those, the muttaqeen are who? Those who spend in Allah's cause during ease and during hardship, who restrain their anger and who pardon people. They let it go. They let it go. How many people do you know? How many people do I know? How many people, subhanAllah, can't let it go? They just need to hold on to their anger and they're burning nobody but themselves because it's a bunch of stress and frustration and, uh, I don't know, acid reflux going on and it's just killing themselves and yet they still can't let it go. May Allah subhanAllah make us of those who are عافين عن الناس May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who can pardon and forgive others Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen Al-Hassan Ibn Ali رضي الله تعالى عنه He said something very beautiful He said لو أن رجلا شتمني في أذني هذه واعتذر في أذني الأخرى لقبلت عذره He says if a man curses me in this ear and then makes an excuse for me in this other ear I'll accept his excuse He's basically saying look I'm not the type of guy that's going to hold on and get mad. And subhanAllah, you often find that the people who have bigger things on their mind, people who think big, people who want to attain paradise, they want to please Allah, want to do some good in society, they want to give da'wah and, and bring people to the light of Islam. You know, when you have big thoughts and big goals and aspirations for your community, for this ummah, and then somebody does something that offends you, yeah, it bugs you, but then if they say, look, I'm sorry, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's okay, don't worry about it, it's all good, man. I don't get caught up in petty things. However, people that are very small-minded and petty, they are the type of people that are walking around thinking that they're perfect, walking around with inflated egos, and then the moment somebody says one thing that they don't like, they think, how could you offend someone as great as myself? How could you do an injustice to royalty like me? I'm going to think about this and talk about this and obsess about this for years to come. SubhanAllah, this just goes to show that they don't have any greater plans for the community. They don't have anything bigger going on in their minds and they really do see themselves as so great that an offense towards them is the greatest of injustices. So SubhanAllah, may Allah Ta'ala protect us from, ha- from this level of arrogance. Abu Huraira uh, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he narrates, أَنَّ رَجُلًا قَالَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ إِنَّ لِي قَرَابَةً أَصِلُهُمْ وَيَقْتَعُونِي O Messenger of Allah, I have relatives with whom I try to have Close relations, I try to tie up relations with them, they cut me off. I try to do good towards them, they act evil towards me. I try to be forbearing and patient with them, they act very ignorant and, you know, act out of character, out of passion, sort of extravagantly towards me. The Prophet says in response, if it's really as the way you've described it, uh, that the Prophet says, what? If it's really as the way you have described, then you are in fact throwing hot ashes upon their face. It's as if you are, you know, putting hot ash in their face. And there would always remain with you on behalf of Allah Ta'ala an angel to support you. Zahir. Allah Ta'ala is always going to appoint an angel to be your support and to make you win. Who would keep you dominant over them so long as you adhere to this path of righteousness. So long as you keep trying to be good and as they push you away, Allah Ta'ala is going to keep supporting you with an angel to make sure that you are uh, blessed and you are dominant over top of them. We should be very slow 
to exact punishment against people. There's a really interesting hadith. It's mentioned in Musnad Imam Ahmed, Abdul Razak, uh, Musnad Al Humaydi. It's considered Hassan uh, due to its uh, many corroborating reports by uh, Shu'ib Al Arnaut in Takhrij Al Musnad. So it's an authentic hadith in which uh, we find that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, who he reports, in awwal rajulin qut'a fi al Islami aw min al Muslimin, rajulun utiya bihi an Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, faqila ya Rasulullah, inna hada sarqa. That the first man to have his hand cut at the time of the Prophet was a man who the people they brought this man and they said, Oh Messenger of Allah, this man stole something. It looked as if the Prophet became sad. So you can imagine what's going on here. I thought we were supposed to do this. I thought we were supposed to report criminals. They report this criminal to the authorities, to the Prophet. He's the authority. And the Prophet looks sad about this. That's interesting. Ya Rasulullah. So some of them say, Oh Messenger of Allah. Ayy Yaqul Malak. They say, Oh Messenger of Allah, like, what's up? Like, they're, they're asking, what, What's the problem? Faqal, Wama yamna'uni wa antum a'wanu shaytani ala sahibikum. The Prophet says, What? What now can prevent me while you are helping shaytan against your brother? Interesting statement. Wallahu azza wa jal, afuun yuhibbul afwa, wala yambari li wali amrin. And yu'ta bihaddin illa aqamahu thumma qara'a wal ya'fu wal yasfahu ala tuhibbun an yaghfira Allahu lakum wallahu ghafur rahim and then he uh, uh, the prophet said what how can uh, how can uh, what can prevent me now while your bro- while you are helping your uh, helping shaitan against your brother Allah is the pardoner and he loves much pardon and it's not for a leader now that he has brought a criminal except that he establishes it. Then he recited to them and let them pardon and overlook. Would you not like that Allah should forgive you and that Allah is forgiving and merciful? So what is going on in this hadith? I'm sure a lot of people would read this hadith and be kind of confused. So is he saying that it's a good thing to establish the punishment? Is he going against the idea of establishing the punishment? Is he saying you shouldn't have done it? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Wallahu ta'ala alam bisawab. It seems to be the case that the Prophet is saying essentially what? That look, you guys had a problem between you. Let's say there was a you know, certain area, certain people, they know each other, and then one guy went and grabbed something that he shouldn't have grabbed, stole something. Stole something. Now the people could have grabbed him, the people could have rebuked him, the people could have just simply settled the matter in-house. They could have settled it amongst friends or amongst neighbors or whatever the case is. They could have said, hey, you know, you owe me. A... They, could have, they could have figured out something personal. You know, basically, they didn't have to take it to the cops. Let's, let's, put, it, let's put it in simple terms, right? The, the cops, quote-unquote. They didn't have to take it to the authorities. They didn't have to take it to the police. They didn't have to take it to the government. They could have simply settled it amongst themselves and said, why did you do that? Why did you take that? Were you in need? Why didn't you talk to me? You know, I could forgive you this time. I could let it go. But, you know, uh, you're going to have to, I don't know, do something to, uh, you know, make amends. Whatever the case is, you guys could have settled it personally between yourselves. But you didn't. Instead, you brought it straight to the authorities. I, as the authority now, I can't do anything other than cut the person's hand. That's, that's the job. That, that is the ruling. Once you've brought it to the authorities, there's no forgiveness anymore. The, the, you, know, you can't have the police saying, oh, it's okay, I'll let it go. No, the police's job is to give the correct punishment. So in a similar fashion, the Prophet is the authority. He's representing the government. You could say representing the police. And he says, well, you guys could have settled this in-house. You could have forgiven him. But now you brought it to me. Now I have no choice. And so uh, that's why the had was established and his hand was cut. Yes, we should be more uh, careful uh, if, we, if we want to take these things to the authorities. Another very important aspect about forgiveness, al-afu, uh, and uh, forgiving others is what? 
if you have rancor and a hatred in your heart towards somebody and you wish it would go away and you wish you could just remove that from your heart, then one of the best things you could do is pray for that person. We know that this is the sunnah of Yusuf that when Yusuf got the upper hand over his brothers and his brothers finally recognized that he was right and that what they did to him was wrong and that they you know, uh, uh, rec- realized who he was and his position and so forth, what did they say? Yusuf said to them, what? قَالَ لَا تَثْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمَ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَهُوَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّحِمِينَ That Yusuf said, no blame will there be upon you today. Allah will forgive you. يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ May Allah forgive you or Allah forgives you. And He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. What is this saying? That He is saying, I'm not going to blame you today. And if there's any frustration or anger still that's within my heart, what can I do? I'm going to make dua and pray. May Allah forgive you. And Allah is the most merciful. And this is going to help Yusuf get over his anger and frustration that he had for what his brothers had done. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said what he recalled when he saw the Prophet in a state, and Wallah ta'ala alam, this seems to be after the battle of, or during the battle of Uhud, when the Prophet's face was hit and his face was bleeding, and it mentions what? Darabahu qawmuhu fa'admawhu that his people, the, the, the Quraysh, that his people, they fought the Prophet and they struck him and they caused him to bleed. And he was rubbing the blood from his face and he was saying what? So he's saying, Oh Allah, forgive my nation for they have no knowledge. They don't know what they're doing. And so subhanAllah, this is a, mentioned in Sahih Bukhari and showing us what? The Prophet is making dua. Oh Allah, forgive these people. So to help me let go of my anger or my rancor or my hatred towards them, I'm going to make this dua. So we also make dua, the dua that is well known, uh, that the Prophet he used to make this dua uh, as well in the morning and in the evening. He would make the dua, Allahumma inni as'aluka la'afwa wa la'afiya fi dunya wal akhirah. Allahumma inni as'aluka la'afwa wa la'afiya fi dini wa dunyaya wa ahli wa mali. Beautiful dua. He would say, Oh Allah, I ask you for forgiveness and well-being in this world and in the hereafter. Oh Allah, I ask you for your forgiveness and well-being in my religion and in my worldly affairs and uh, uh, concerning my uh, family and in my wealth and so forth. And so this is a very, very beautiful dua. We ask Allah Ta'ala for al-afu. We ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive us and to pardon us and to give us afiyah, to give us well-being in dunya and akhirah. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.